I'm Destiny Harris, and this is the first episode of Random Thoughts with Des. Today's topic is going to be self-esteem, and I'm basically going to do a quick story time of when my self-esteem dropped and the contributing factors that lowered my self-esteem when I was trying to build it back up. So for starters, my whole life, you know, when I was a child growing up, I never thought I was ugly. Most people don't think they're ugly until someone at school tells them they're ugly. And that's pretty much what happened to me. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in the fifth grade. I was, we were, I think we were lining up for lunch. We was coming back from recess, getting ready to go to lunch or something. And I still remember the guy's name. I remember his face. I remember what he looks like. I remember all this stuff. And I don't know what I said to him. But it was obviously a reaction out of hurt. And I I wish I could apologize to him. I don't even know how my words affected him to this day. But I'm pretty sure if he found out that what he said affected me to the extent that it did, I'm pretty sure he would feel just as horrible as I do for hurting his feelings. So um, I said something to him. And then he was like, shut up. That's why you ugly with them pimples on your face. And I was just like, oh, my God. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had a nice little clap back. But when I went home. My self-esteem was shattered. Like, I was just like, I'm ugly. Like, what? Me? Ugly? Like, no. Like, the pimples is because of puberty. Like, my mom said it's because of puberty. Like, I'm growing up. Like, and in my head, that's all I knew. Like, I was like, okay, cool. Puberty comes. You know, you your menstrual cycle later. Or you can get it, you know, you just get pimples and stuff beforehand. And then your cycle starts. And that's, you know, that's all I knew. And then when he told me I was ugly and the pimples, I was like, oh, so puberty makes me ugly. Cool. And like my self-esteem was shattered. And from there, it was just a tumble downhill. I would turn on the TV and I remember watching movies. And the person that stuck out to me as a child was Monique, the comedian and actor from the Parkers. She was always calling women skinny bees. And as a child, I was skinny. I still am skinny. And I was just like, yo, she out here calling everyone skinny bees, skinny bees this, and you skinny bees that, and you skinny bees the other. And that, as a child, hearing that was like, whoa, like, like, okay, so dude just told me I'm ugly, and now she's talking about me being skinny. And then I went to middle school, like, looking at all my friends and how much bigger they were than me, and I was the skinny bee in my head because Monique said I was a skinny bee. And I was just, I was just really sad. I'm like, yo, I am the skinny one. And then every dude I had a crush on, they liked my friends. And who were they? They were the thick ones. They had the, they were light skin or they were caramel with the pretty long hair. And I was just the little skinny bee, brown skin, skinny bee standing there with them all the time. And that's how I saw things. And I remember um, once I got older, Cat Williams was the one that kind of helped me check myself as well as the situation that happened in college, um, where I just had, I had enough of allowing the opinions of other people, and especially men. You know, you want as a woman, you want a guy to think you're nice looking. You know, you want him to tell you you're pretty. All the you know all the stuff that you want when your self esteem is low. You're just like, oh, tell me I'm pretty. Oh my god, you like my hair? How's my outfit look? Like you want someone to like boost your head up because you're obviously not feeling yourself because you think you're ugly. Um, but I remember Cat Williams was saying something about self-esteem in one of his um, comic acts. I don't know what you call it, but it was like comedy, Kings of Comedy or something like that. No, it wasn't Kings of Comedy. It was just like a comedy show of his. 
And he was like, it is the esteem of your mother effing self. Like, and I was just like, yo, that is so accurate. It is self esteem, <laughs> self, <laughs> literally self esteem. And that clicked to me. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and I was, I think I was in college. So this was around the same time where I remember, you know, trying to be cute and, you know, wearing my hair out and stuff and. I remember being laughed. Well, I don't know if I was being laughed at, but I remember walking to the cafeteria with my hair all out, thinking I was cute or whatever. And then the whole basketball team just started busting out laughing. I was just like, oh my God, like, what's so funny? Is it because of me? So, um, mind you, my hair is supposed to be covered for religious purposes. And that was just one of those days when I was, I was sad and I, I just, I didn't want to wear my head covered. And I just, I just wanted to feel pretty. And I felt like that was, my head covering wasn't making me pretty. And I, I went out there like a clown my hair all out. And then when they laughed, it was like a reality check set in. And I went back to my room. I covered my head. I repented. And I was just talking to God. and was just like, I need you to help me. You know, I'm sick of allowing men to have this power over me to the point where if they laugh, I think it's because of me or like something's wrong with me. You know, and I I just had a real good chat with God that day. And that was the last straw for me. I Ever since then, I've worn my head covered, went out in public and like I'm supposed to. And I just... I didn't allow, you know, what men said about me or how men treated me to affect me to the point where I felt ugly or I felt like I wasn't good enough. I was like, that was the last straw. Like, these dudes out here, I will never see y'all again. Half y'all ain't even going to the league. All y'all ain't going to the league. None of y'all going to the league. Y'all, you're not going to be Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, and LeBron James. None of y'all are. Like, so in my head, I was like being, I was, I was angry, like, laughing at me I'm like they all here laughing at me y'all not even gonna make it to the to the NCAA tournament y'all D3 like I was really like tearing them down to make myself feel better and then I was like wait like that's that's not who I am and that's not the answer to this problem so once I prayed about it it was like you know the Lord gave me peace and just helped me to see like you gotta love yourself like no one out here is gonna make you feel better about yourself talking about other people tearing them down is not going to make you feel good about yourself. It just won't. At the end of the day, when I go home by myself, it's just me and God. And I'm just in my room with me. I, I wake up, I look in the mirror and it's just me. These people and these opinions don't matter. So I took that experience and Cat Williams words and I just let those things stay at the forefront of my mind. And I worked on my self-esteem every single day subconsciously you know not consciously but just you know doing small things like dressing up wearing what I wanted to wear looking nice you know doing my hair taking time out to create a face routine that's when I started doing my face routine I started washing my face and stuff and using certain products and you know taking care of my eyebrows you know I started doing all that stuff because I'm like you know I gotta take care of me I gotta love myself like I'm beautiful there's nothing wrong with me all these dudes are talking junk, you know, making me feel some type of way, calling me skinny and stuff, you know, choosing my friends over me, you know, have, trying to have me as a side chick. Like, all that stuff was affecting me so negatively. Like, I've had men literally, I can't even call them men. I've had guys literally, like, I don't think anyone understands how much what you do can affect someone. And I try and be mindful of that when I'm talking to other people. But, you know, these are just guys in college. Like, they don't really care. And it was just like a few sweet guys who opened the door for me on campus and stuff. And those are the guys that I remember in in the best way because it's like 
when I was building my self-esteem, it was like they could tell my confidence was increasing in college to the point where, like, I didn't have to stand there. You know, I, I was opening doors to myself, and, like, I didn't wait on them. Like, you know, they were like, oh, let me get the door for you. I'm like, oh, okay. And that's not even just saying, like, oh, well, like, dude's got to open the door for me because I'm confident. And it's like, no, it's like when you're confident, you, and you it's like you carry yourself a certain way, and men will want to take care of you because of how you carry yourself. And then sometimes there are just dudes who could care less how you confident you are. They're just not chivalrous. They ain't got no type of gent, no type of not, no type of gentleman in them whatsoever, unless you're their girlfriend or their wife. So all that shaped my self-esteem journey. And like today, you know, my self-esteem has is tremendously increased since I was 19 years old. I'm 25 right now. And my self-esteem is pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. You know, I have people tell me about myself all the time. My coworkers, you know, they be telling me, your standard's too high, you know. That's why you're going to be single forever. And I'm like, okay. Oh, you oh, you getting, you getting big or you, oh, you, that's skinny. Okay. And I'm just like, okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not about to, to thicken up for someone who's not important in my life. And that's not to say that everyone who makes comments about my body or, you know, they're not important. You know, they all have their places in my life. You know, some some of my coworkers are like, Destiny, you dick, dick. I'm like, um, I don't see what you're seeing. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I'm going to take it and I'm going to thank you because your eyes are seeing something different than mine, but it's okay. So I think my self-esteem is in a good place and I hope to keep it here and improve it even more. Um, so for those who have self-esteem issues, I think my advice would be to just understand that it is self-esteem. And once you realize that the people who have something to say about, have stuff to say about you or have something to say, those people won't matter in a week. They don't even matter now, but in your head, they may like, don't seek validation at all. You don't need to be validated by anybody. You have to validate yourself. Tell yourself you're good enough. Tell yourself you're beautiful. Tell yourself you're worth it. Like you can't be sitting around waiting for somebody to tell you something about yourself for you to understand that you're great. And that was something that took me years to learn. It took me years. to. I mean, from the fifth grade to my freshman year of college, like, come on. Four years of high school, three years of middle school, that's eight years plus the first year of my college. That's eight years. And then 11 years for me to figure that out, including fifth grade, that fifth grade. Yeah, that's 11 years. It took me 11 years to figure that out. And it's not going to happen fast all the time. But I think you have to get out of your own way. And that's what I learned to do was get out of my own way and just understand, like, these people and these opinions mean nothing. Oh my gosh, I have to find this quote. Um, I remember, I think Kyle Kuzma posted it on his Instagram and someone else posted it. He reposted it. But it is, it is like, that thing hit home for me. Yes, this is what it says. Opinion is really the lowest form of human knowledge. It requires no accountability, no understanding. The highest form of knowledge is empathy, for it requires us to suspend our egos and live in another's world. And I think that is that is a key statement for all people to understand. Like people's opinions 
really don't matter. It's not a fact. It's an opinion. Someone's going to think you're ugly regardless. Someone's going to think your breast stinks. Someone's going to think you're too short. Someone's going to think you're too fat. Someone's going to think you're too skinny. Someone's going to think you're corny. Somebody's going to think you're lame. Somebody's going to think you, you know, you're whack. Someone's going to think that because you go to church, you're doing too much. Someone's going to think because you don't go to church that you, that you're not doing enough. It's like, no matter what you do, someone's opinion is going to be contrary to what you're doing. And at the end of the day, it's just their opinion. It's not a fact. It's their opinion. And given their background and how they grew up, whatever they say and whatever they do is due to how they grew up and what they've been surrounded by. So if they grow up where no one goes to church and they go to church on Easter and Christmas, you going to church three times a week and twice on Sundays, it's going to be weird to them. They're going to think you whack and you don't have a, you don't have a life, but that's because their experience and their life background doesn't associate church with consistently it just associates church with easter and christmas so i had to learn that people don't grow up the same way every people you know just with me in general my religion being holiness people think that if you believe in god then everybody believes the same thing but they don't understand that there are different denominations and everyone believes the bible differently jehovah's witness you know muslims they, they you know they have the torah i'm sorry they don't have the torah they have the the quran and then jews have the torah and like it's, it's so many different forms, like non-denominational churches, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, like all these different denominations. And people really out here thinking like, oh, all churches are the same. And it's not. Catholics do stuff differently than, than Protestants. And it's so many different levels. But to them, they grew up in a Baptist household where they went to church Easter and Christmas. And I come up with holiness. And they're like, you go to church Tuesdays, Thursdays, and twice on Sundays? And I'm like, yeah. Like... And they're like, oh, you lame. That's that's too much. Y'all doing too much. Okay, I can I can hear I can hear that comment, and I can either allow it to affect me to the point where I feel like, oh dang, I'm lame. Oh wow, maybe I shouldn't go to church so much. Like, and allow it to change me and to change my mindset and to change my mental health. Like, I can either do that or just understand. Oh, okay, they grew up in Baptist. They don't really go to church that often. All right, cool. Their mom is a part time Baptist, so they go to church Easter and Christmas all right, that's, that's them. Like, I'm still a great person going to church four days a week, four times a week. Like that doesn't make me less than because that person's opinion says I'm less than. So that, that quote is just beautiful to me. And I'm going to read it one more time because I really like it. And it says, opinion is really the lowest form of human knowledge. It requires no accountability, no understanding. The highest form of knowledge is empathy for it requires us to us to suspend our egos and live in another's world. And this quote is by Bill Bullard. Bullard, Bullard. Y'all know I'm Southern, so I don't know how to pronounce it. Bullard, Bill Bullard, B-U-L-L-A-R-D. Yeah, so like, I feel like once people, when you have low self-esteem, once you start to think of why people are saying things, then your self-esteem won't be so low, you know? And that's really all it was, like me sitting down and saying, you know what? Those guys at the ca- in the cafeteria could have been laughing at a joke and I just happened to walk in and they laughed all at the same time because the dude said a joke as soon as I walked in. Like, I can't just, you know, I can't just assume that they were talking about me. Or for the guy who said I was ugly, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I kind of triggered that with my little comment. I don't even remember what I said, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I triggered that because he was upset about what I said to him. 
and he lashed out at me. He may have thought I was pretty, but said I was ugly just because I said something slick to him. So it's understanding stuff like that, you know, just empathizing. When people say stuff about you, you know, my coworkers, they be like, oh, your church drawling, y'all doing too much. I'm like, okay, cool. I understand that you're not religious at all. Like you don't even believe in God. So the fact that I go four services makes you feel like, mm, dang, if I do go to church, do I got to go four times a week? Like, and that's, and that's a huge commitment for you because you're not religious at all. You have no religious background that, that makes sense to me. So I'm not going to allow your opinion to make me feel like I'm over-righteous or I'm doing too much, you know? So it's like that. That's what you have to do. You have to at least try and think of why someone may do something. Someone walks past you and don't say, hey, it doesn't mean you're ugly. It doesn't mean they don't like you. It doesn't mean that you have a stank face. Even if you do got a stank face, it don't matter. Who cares? If they ain't speak to you, so be it. It doesn't mean you're not approachable. It doesn't mean that you're not friendly. It just means that they chose not to speak to you at that time frame. Something could have been on their mind just as much as something was on your mind. So you have to recognize that people are going, everybody's going through something and no one's going to be doing the same thing that you're doing. Once you realize that, I think your esteem will increase and take time out to get to know yourself. Take time to figure out what you like, you know, and even if you know, delve deeper into those things. That's what helps you love yourself more and what boosts your self-esteem. Being knowledgeable, being knowledgeable about things that you that you truly enjoy. That's what helped me get through my my love, my low and tough moments, you know. And I was sitting there feeling ugly, feeling like I was a second choice because every dude that came up to me had a girlfriend and was trying to make me a side chick. I was over it. I'm like, yo, like something's wrong with me. This is a me problem, right? And it was a me problem because I was ignoring red flags. I was giving dudes benefit of the doubt. And then when I started cutting them off and and shutting stuff down, then I'm looked at as a bad person. Oh, you changed. Oh, you different. Oh, you being funny. Oh, you, oh, oh, oh. No, it's not that. That's how they're going to feel because you're no longer tolerating their trash. It's not a, there was nothing wrong with me as a person, as me being a prospect for someone to be in a relationship with. I'm not horrible. I'm not ugly. I'm a very beautiful girl. I have a lot to offer a man, the right man, not just any man, you know? So those are the things that I had to keep in mind. I'm like, okay, I'm 25 and still haven't been in a relationship. Okay, but I'm not going to allow, allow that to drop my self-esteem because it's like, that's good, you know? That's really good. I've I've entertained a few dudes. We've never been in a relationship with them. I've never been in a relationship with them, but I've entertained them. And I've learned from those those situations but I'm not going to allow them to drop my self-esteem, you know, because it's like at the end of the day, dude ain't here. I haven't seen him again. And I, you have to remember, like, you have to do good to people because in the end they'll get what they deserve. And that's just my motto. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be good to you because if I don't, God going to get me. So if I be good to you, you know, you weep with yourself. I'm just going to go out here so and good. So even, even with yourself, be kind to yourself, you know, understand that you're beautiful, you're amazing. Whether or not dudes is flocking to you or women are flocking to you, it's not important because if you look at it this way, the people who everybody won't, they ain't all that's cracked up to be. Sometimes they can be, but nine times out of 10, they ain't. Everybody wants you. Everybody wants you. Everybody wants you. And then when they get home, they're crying at night. They feel ugly. Every dude is literally knocking at their door, but they're crying at night and they're crying themselves asleep 
because they're not happy and they don't love themselves. And then here you are loving yourself, sitting here like, man, nobody wants me. Of course they don't want you because you're you're not an easy target. Sometimes the people everybody wants is an easy target. And sometimes they're just easy. There's, there's a such thing as an easy target and then there's someone who's just easy. An easy target is someone who looks naive and you feel like you can manipulate them. And then someone who's just easy is just putting it out there on the plate and saying, hey, come get some. So... If you're not doing that, if you don't look like you're easy to manipulate, and that's not saying that everyone who, who gets um, heartbroken or anything has is easy to manipulate, but I think sometimes people see you and they feel like they can break you. And sometimes they are successful and sometimes they're not. But I think the, the higher your self-esteem, the more, more love you have for yourself, the harder it is for people to even approach you and try you. And I've learned that from experience. In my lowest moments, in my lowest times of my life, I was attacked by guys who saw me as a, in a, my vulnerable state or they saw that I was, you know, not so well put together. They saw me as humble. They saw me as sweet. And they felt like, oh, I need somebody like that because I'm about to do some damage and I'm about to do some dirt, but I want someone who's going to keep it undercover and not going to send it to nobody. And while I entertained it for a short period of time, I found myself like, oh, sis, this ain't you. Cut this off. This is not how it works. And once I was once I was able to get that self-esteem back when I had those low moments, I snapped myself back out of it and was like, oh, sorry, sir. Yeah, you got to go. You're no. And it was then when it was like, you know, I respect you. You know, I can't even be mad. Of course, you can't be mad because you were the problem. And I was just tolerating it. And I think once I stopped tolerating it, that's when I grew. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, I have to I have to put on this. Not even the tough go demeanor. I just have to be myself and be honest and direct with, with guys and with people in general so that they won't take advantage of me. So, yeah, I'm still single. And guess what? I'm happy. Do I want to be in a relationship anytime soon? Nah, it's a no for me. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, you, I think you're just saying that because, no, I'm saying it because I mean it. It's not even about having prospects i understand that no one really the pickings are extremely slim like pretty much starving out here but in the sense of it's only starving and slim because no one is taking the time to build their self-esteem and love themselves so i understand that everyone's a work in progress and so am i and i'm not ready to be in anybody's relationship i'm not ready to be in anyone's relationship i'm not worried i'm not ready to give anyone my time besides jesus christ and my job so I understand that, and although offers have been made, you know, guys have asked me on dates since I moved to Philadelphia, and I'm like, oh, you're really sweet, but it's a no dog. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not here for it. I'm not at a headspace where I'm ready to even share, be myself. I'm, I'm not there. I'm not in that relationship mindset. I'm in that me, myself, and I mindset, and I think I've been there for so long that it feels good. And I think this is the most confident I've been in that mindset. And I don't want to share that with anyone right now. I, I just need me and Jesus. That's all I need. Me, Jesus, and my family. And select few friends. So, yeah. Work on that esteem. Build it up. Do it. It's totally possible. I think we just have to get out of our head. So, my advice to you, listener, <laughs> is to get to know yourself. And me being the type of person that I am, I love research and 
taking tests and finding out stuff about myself. So I have two tests that I recommend to everyone. And I'm not, it's not like a Zodiac sign thing. You know, I'm not big, I'm not big on Zodiac signs or anything. I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, you're a Sagittarius. Oh my God, that makes sense now. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> whatever you say. But I am big on taking personality tests. And to me, a personality test has nothing to do with your birthday. It has everything to do with you and what you like and what you dislike. So the recommendations that I'm making to you all is the 16 personalities test and the Enneagram test. Now you can go and do the 16 personalities test at www.16personalities.com. And I think you'll enjoy it. My personality type is an INFJ and I, I literally love that test. I don't remember when I took it first. Um, I think I took it in high school. I took it in high school once and it just told me some, it told me some things about how I learn. They have different versions of it. Um, there's a 16 personality test, but it's, it's the Myers-Briggs version. So Myers-Briggs does a lot of things with like testing personalities and learning styles and stuff like that. So when I took it in high school, it told me about how I learned and I was just like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm a very, I'm a kinesthetic learner. I like to do things hands on. If I'm not doing things with my hands, I won't be able to grasp it and fully, you know, understand it. And I'm also, um, a visual learner. So I learned those things by, you know, watching people observing. And that test told me so much about myself where at a pivotal moment in my life, I was like, okay, so this is what I need to know. From high school on up, I've always been able to get good grades because I understood how I learned best and I made sure I studied according to how I learned. Then once I got in college, I took the personalities test. And the personalities test tells you how you interact with people, how you interact, um, how you function as a person and what, what, you, what works best for you. And it also tells you about possibilities for how you'll be in relationships, how you, what type of parent you'll be. Um what type of friends you need and what type of friendships work best for you. And it, it breaks all of that down for you. And then the Enneagram test, let me pull, I'm pulling it up as we speak. Um, the Enneagram test, which I really loved, um, told me a lot about myself. Um, and I thought it was really cool because I was like, wow, this thing is telling me about Things that I, that the personality test didn't mention to me. This thing is like, you're very structured. You're very detail oriented and you have a hard time when things are not in order. And I'm like, yes, I do. Oh my gosh. If it's not organized, I'm going to organize it because I'm not doing this. Like <laughs> That's literally how I am. And I'm a perfectionist. And although the personality said, you're a perfectionist. I was like, okay, but in what ways am I a perfectionist though? And like the Enneagram test gave me more detail concerning my perfectionism and things of that nature. And I was just like super excited just to see like, oh yeah, you're a perfectionist, but you have to understand that everyone doesn't do things the way that you want to do them. And I'm like, oh my God, like, yes, I need to hear that because sometimes I feel like I'm doing things in a way that's more beneficial to everyone. But at the end of the day, everybody's different. We do things differently. So it keeps you mindful of how you interact with people. But yeah, so in order for you to take this test, um oh gosh where did it go where did it go um i believe the website is uh uh truity.com 
and through Truity, you can take the Enneagram personality test and it takes about 10 minutes. So yeah, it was really accurate and just seeing and having for me as a person who likes structure, like having something written out, telling me about myself makes me like feel like, oh my God, yay, oh my God. So I recommend all of my listeners to take the Enneagram test as well as the Myers-Briggs personality test, see the overlapping information, learn about yourself through that. Um, just if you need something written out and just something to visually see and see characteristic traits and things like that of yourself, things you could work on because you've seen it written down. Sometimes that helps people out as well. So yeah, um, one day at a time, we'll be increasing that person that, um, it's self-esteem. Remember it is the esteem of yourself. So work at loving yourself. And I'll just say I'm beautiful because you know that that's what you should do because that's supposed to help you with your esteem. No, like actually believe it. Like look in the mirror, stay off Instagram. All these women with the big old butts, no one cares. All these dudes that love those type of women understand that when they walk out the door, they ain't going to see one. They'll probably see one of those type of women, one in every, um, every 200 women they see on the streets. So understand that little bodies matter, big bodies matter, thick bodies matter, slim thick bodies matter, toothpick bodies matter. We all here. Little boobies, big boobies, no boobies. We all matter, okay? Everybody matters. For the guys, you ain't got to have all the abs. Bellies matter. Beer bellies matter. Abs matter. No type of definition matters. Muscles matter. No muscles matter. Like, it's... Waves matter. Waves always matter. Cut your hair. Waves matter. Waves matter. Sorry. I ain't changing on that one. Waves matter. Get a fade. Have a great one, you guys. I love you.